Did you know that some recent studies have discovered that over half of the world's population of women agree that when it comes to how we look, we don't meet the standard and that we are our own worst critic. And in the specific population of active women I serve in the fitness industry, I can bet you that number is well over just half, even for us as believers. Now, Not only are we our own worst critic, we, if you are anything like me, daily wrestle with how we see ourselves in the mirror, what others think of our body, and some maybe even question if Jesus is displeased with how we look. And that, my friend, is exactly why for the next three episodes of the Her True Strength podcast, you are getting a three-part mini-series on healing body image struggles. I am pulling back the curtain on the steps that I've taken in guiding women through to help them come to peace with the greatest distance in the universe, which is the human head to the human heart. How to get what we know to be true about ourselves and what we actually implement on a daily basis around our thoughts of our body and ourselves. After listening to this three-part series, it is my goal for you not only to be encouraged in your struggle, but to be equipped and empowered to fight for freedom from the dread that ensues when we step on the scale, try on new jeans, or show up in the party in a new dress. So let's get started. Hi, I'm Laura Lindahl, and with over 10 years of training and coaching experience in the fitness industry, I've discovered how to build a body that I love without body shame, self-judgment, or burnout. And this is not your average fitness podcast that shows you how to apply the biblical principles of the gospel to your fitness journey to create lasting confidence and joy that impacts the kingdom in a body that you absolutely love. This is the Her True Strength Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Her True Strength Podcast. This is the first episode coming out in 2024. So, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I absolutely am so excited for 2024 because I believe it is the year that God is going to push the needle forward in True Strength Collective and particularly helping women heal body image struggles in the church from the active fitness community. And so if you are here for that, I am so excited to have you. I do not take it for granted that you listen to this podcast, that I get to spend time with you and you get to spend time with me and we can just learn more through this journey together of staying healthy, staying active, and loving the Lord with our God-given bodies. So without further ado, let us go ahead and dive in. I'm so excited for this three-part series. I have been putting it together and just loving the process. And so I'm excited to share it with you. Let's go ahead and dive in. Now, when it comes to body image struggles, specifically within the church for us as active Christian women, I believe a lot of us, and I can include myself in it, forget that there are three aspects to body image, that body shame and body image are not the same exact thing, but that body shame can sneak its way into one of them or all three of them. So before we can dig into how to find freedom, peace, and healing from body shame, I think we need to first identify what is body image and what is body shame. So we need to define or DTR as the kids say these days. Because you see, the more abstract I believe an idea is to us, the more vague it is, the more cloudy it is, the less work is required to do something with it, right? If I was to give you a map with 
with one step and it was very vague, you likely would not use that map to find even the greatest treasure. You'd have no clue. So you would just stow it away somewhere. As opposed to if I gave you a map with a step-by-step, super exact, precise guide to finding said treasure, you would likely pick that up and go find the treasure, right? (laughs) Because it is all science. The prefrontal cortex of our mind labels new things as hard, confusing, complicated, complex, and all of these labels stop us from understanding why we have the thought patterns or feelings that we do, particularly in the area of our body image. So a lot of us make the mistake unknowingly, while we could likely quote Psalm 139, 14 through 16, which says, I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You could probably quote that in your sleep, but yet we still struggle with never seeming to gain any ground on how we feel in our bodies when we look in the mirror. We keep body shame vague. Maybe some of you don't even admit, like me, that you wrestle with it. The The day that I remember coming to grips with, I saw an Instagram post and it was about the objects of body shame and what it actually looks like and just thinking, oh my gosh, that's me. And it really started an entire journey. So whatever that prompt is for you, you cannot begin to heal body image struggles until you first identify that you And so now we can start to identify what is body image? What is body shame in that? Because even after years of trying to memorize verses, unspoken prayer requests, or just avoiding the scale or mirror altogether, I still felt defeated. And I thought that it was just normal to feel terrible about our body. I've heard so many women just complain about their body, complain about their arms, complain about their shoulders, wish they had that, wish they had that, would die for this. And I thought it was normal to just carry around a mirror and have the mental static of constant comparison. And I'm here to tell you, by the grace of God, that freedom from that body shame is possible. It is not normal or healthy to see your body in the mirror and absolutely hate it or to have that guttural negative reaction of shame. I'm here to tell you that you can see your body in the mirror stark naked and not have an emotional or guttural negative reaction. You can choose to not avoid mirrors. You can walk into a room and not think if anyone notices your arm fat or the extra muscle tone you've been working on, your mommy tummy. You can get to a place where your mind is quiet. You can get to a place where you're able to clearly focus on the other women in the room you deeply want to help, that you have been gifted to serve. You can think of yourself less without thinking any less of yourself. But we must first clearly understand what body image is and how body shame has been affecting us to be free from it. We have to get rid of the vagueness. And that is where we will start on this three-part series. We will start off by identifying what is body shame and what does God have to say about it? Because this is the question that likely we have not been asking because we are too busy trying to fix body shame from other perspectives. If you are like me, find the diet, find the right exercise. If I look better, I will feel better, right? That is the lie that I feel like we tell ourselves time and time again. So we need to change our thinking. And for us to best understand body shame, we need to first understand body image, which is most simply put, our body's perceived image of how we show up in the world. It is our mind's image. Now, I believe that this has three parts, particularly for us as believers, as active Christian women. There are three parts to body image. It is internal, external, and eternal. Okay, so internal body image is the shape that we see our body 
as how we see and think about the reflection staring back in the mirror. You know, the image of your someday body that you've been comparing yourself to for years. How do I know? Am I a mind reader? Are you freaked out at this point? I know it because I've done it and I can tell you that it sucks. It sucks the ever loving joy right out of the present moment. It it gets you out of the moment and it puts you in this one day, someday shame. Today is not good enough and it really does suck. And so if you are in that moment there, just know that I have all of the compassion for you and I have all of the grace because it is a hard, dark place to be. Now, we also have external body image. Now, external body image is the shape that we believe others see our body as, you know, like when we walk into the room and you're thinking of what others are thinking, little mind reader game that we like to think that we are professionals at. But I can tell you, you're not as professional as you think you are. People are not thinking about your body in here as much as you think people are thinking about your body. (laughs) That is the enemy's way of keeping you thinking about you instead of thinking about the people who God has put in your life for you to speak truth into and for you to serve. And last but not least, it's the one I totally spaced on is the eternal body image, which is the shape that God sees our body as. And this is how we believe that God sees us. And I believe this is the aspect of body image that is the most overlooked. Maybe you're hearing about this for the first time. You've never thought about this. It's okay. I did not either. And yet it is the most important because this is the only aspect of our body image that is and always will be true and will never change. Age change, body transitions never change the way that God sees us. Now, here's the thing that I discovered about all these three. They are all heavily dependent on what narratives and messages you were exposed to as a child. And this is where the body shame starts to sneak in. So we have these body images, which I believe they are all neutral. They have the ability to be positive, neutral, or negative, okay? Now, body shame takes that image, whether it's external, internal, or eternal, and it creates a meaning, behind it. It says that's bad to have jiggle in your arms because your grandma said so when you were seven. It says that it's bad for you to have some extra belly in your midsection in the first year after giving birth. It says it's bad or it's not normal to get a compliment after you've lost weight, gained muscle. It says it's a good thing or a negative thing. It says it's bad if you've gained weight because that makes you a bad steward in God's eyes. Maybe these sound harsh, right? Because you're hearing it out loud, but how many times have you said these things to yourself? See, many of us without knowing it have adopted an eternal body image that is not in line with God's true character. Maybe you grew up with God as the righteous judge. He was the God in the heavens, in the sky with the judgment, perpetually seeking if you're doing right or doing wrong or putting your good things or your bad things on the scale, which I have to tell you, God is a righteous judge. We can't take that away from his character and we certainly can't extol that, extol that from scripture, but we're not taught that God is also steadfastly loving. Maybe you were raised with a version of God who was all love and no justice, but the reality is that we serve a God who is both all loving and completely holy. And because of this, when he sees us, when he sees you, when he sees I, he sees me, and he sees our body and how we've treated it, he doesn't see our flaws. He doesn't see ourselves letting ourselves go or self-obsession with our body. He doesn't see our pride trying to inflate our ego with compliments. He doesn't see those things. He sees the redemptive work of Christ 
and it is enough to satisfy both his holiness and his love for you. Now, hopefully you're starting to see that body image is complex. It's the perfect maze for the enemy to sneak in and steal joy, nullify our purpose, and bring condemnation. And body shame happens when we take that image and we say to ourselves, that's not enough. I'm not enough. The body image that I see in the mirror it's not good enough. The body image that others see of me, it's not good enough. The image that God sees of me, it's not good enough. And if we're not careful, we can package this body shame up and pass it along to the next generation and the next and the next, all while breeding discontentment, comparison, and covetousness. If you are the active Christian woman who's been wrestling with body shame for longer than you'd like to admit, maybe the thought of stepping on a scale, looking in the mirror, or showing up to a party in a dress size that's bigger than your last gives you the heebie-jeebies. Can I share a message of hope with you? I think it's time for more active Christian women like you to find freedom from all the shame, guilt, and frustration we feel in our bodies. I believe you can see your body in the mirror and love what you see, even if you don't always like it. And I believe that the gospel is the answer to helping us do that. That's why for the first time ever on February 21st at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'll be hosting the Bodies and Bibles Masterclass to help you find peace in your body, freedom from judgment, and hope for your health and fitness journey. If that sounds at all interesting to you, register today to save your seat and get your ticket by going to truestrengthcollective.com slash BBMC, and I can't wait to see you there. See, God doesn't want this for us. He didn't want us to hate our body. If he did, don't you think he would have hesitated to stamp his very own image on it? 1 Corinthians 16 20 tells us that we are bought with a price. And if you are a believer, you know what that price was. It was the ultimate one. It was Christ's own body on a tree for you and the sins of your entire life have been forgiven. And then Paul says, so therefore... Or because of that, glorify God in your body. See, I think the church has missed out on a very big aspect of making much of Jesus and glorifying our Father. When we see our body as something to be fixed, as a project to be managed, when we give it a deadline, a date, a time to be perfect by, or we see it as anything less than the beautiful gift with God's image stamped on it, we rob God of glory and we seek it for ourselves. When we try to tone it, tuck it, shape it, and shine it up for the approval of others, or even God, we're really just sucky glory seers. We want to know that we did it. We want to check off the box. <laughs> Instead of just accepting the glorious gift and treating our body with respect, care, and love. We use the fear of others' judgment, that is the external by the way, our own judgment, the internal, or worse, the self-created judgment of our Father to push us towards and forwards on our health journey. And let me ask you, how's that working for you? If you're anything like me, it only got you to a place where you felt defeated, frustrated, maybe isolated. And I have to ask you, what I ask myself is fear something that comes from the Lord. If you've been up to snuff on your Bible memory, maybe the verse from 2 Timothy 1.7 comes to mind, which tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear. So then if God's not telling you to be afraid of judgment, then who is? Boom. You probably just said the enemy, and if you did, then you are right. See, our adversary, the devil, loves it when we sulk in body shame because it means that we're not reveling in the glory of God. We're not 
happy, content, pursuing the needs of others, glorifying God with how amazing and intricately our body was made. Instead, we're discontent, we're covetousness, or comparing our body to other people, or driving our efforts into a self-improvement, self-focused whirlwind of diets and exercise. And if I sound harsh, I do not mean to. I say this with all of the love because I don't want you to stay where I was because it does not get you anywhere near where we want to be. It is never enough. It is a perpetual cycle of not being enough. I can tell you that the moments where I was the most quote unquote toned, the most quote unquote lean, I was the least happy and I felt the most unhealthy because I was exhausted and I felt defeated. Like, my hardest efforts just weren't enough. And we soon realized that body image desires that we have for ourselves are near impossible. So what are we left with? How can I wrap up this episode with a little bow? I can tell you that you will always have one thing and that is a choice. If you don't want to live with the dread of the mirror, raging war on that dress size or standing in the back of the room for pictures, <laughs> that is, you have a choice. You can choose to come into agreement with what God says about your body. You can come into agreement with the eternal perspective that God has of your body when he says that you were made good from the initial moment you were conceived. The anecdote for body shame is to surrender your proving of worth to a God who who sings over you. Surrender your striving to the God who sent his son to take your place, to take your judgment that you've been casting on yourself. You have to break up with the self-created laws that you've placed on your body that mean nothing to God. See, the anecdote for body shame, once we have a clear picture of what it is, isn't some crazy hack. It's prayer. Talk to your father about it. Identify what aspects of body image you've been letting body shame sneak into. If it's internal and the voices inside your head get louder every day, get louder every day. Go to war with the flesh. Realize that this is just a journey and you're not going to get better in one day. It took me 10 years to even realize I wrestled with body shame. And now in my 30s, I can honestly say I found freedom about 90% of the time. I don't think about my body when I enter a room. I step on the scale without a flip out. I train for strength. I don't try to sculpt or shape up my body with strength training. I see my body as good enough when I look in the mirror, even now with a mom tummy, a few gray hairs, and honestly less muscle tone than I've had in years. And the other 10% of the time when I see my body and I'm unsatisfied with it, I run to Christ. I give him my shame and I find rest in knowing that I'm already justified, but not yet fully sanctified. And there is grace for my struggles and my lack of contentment in him. So maybe you're at 20% if you're putting yourself in trying to identify where you're at right now. Maybe you're 20% you're seeking contentment in Christ and 80% of the time you're not at peace with your body. Can I just tell you, it's okay. There is grace for that. Keep moving forwards. Ask the Holy Spirit to go to war with the enemy with you because you're not alone. You're not defeated in a self-help society that tells you to just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, keep going forward. I want to remind you to keep looking to Christ because he is the author and he is the finisher of this race we call life. Whew, guys, I'm so excited. I love talking about this with you guys. And I'm going to wrap up this episode with a message of hope. If you're in the thick of body image struggles because your body is changing, if you feel like you've let yourself, others, or perhaps even God down, can I just tell you that there's hope for you? And it's not in the number on the scale changing. It's found in a dependence on the Lord, acceptance and respect for your body, and daily practices of surrender to God's plan for human flourishing. Go and depend on him. Until next time, friends, stay strong. All the love, Coach Laura.